Good morning. Let us begin with prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. We continue today with our sermon series from Exodus. Our message this morning comes as the Israelites have departed Egypt and are being pursued by Pharaoh and his mighty army. He took 600 of the best chariots along with other chariots of Egypt with officers all over them. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. And so it was, the Israelites had found themselves at a dead end, trapped on one side by Pharaoh and his army, and on the other side by the Red Sea. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Now, you've probably heard this story, the parting of the Red Sea. You may have even seen such a feat in movies like The Ten Commandments and or Bruce Almighty, which, by the way, is one of my most favorite movies. I must admit that watching Jim Carrey starring as the news reporter Bruce Nolan using his recent God-given powers to clear a path in a bowl of tomato soup didn't really conjure up images of Moses raising his staff and stretching out his hand, but I did get a good chuckle out of it. So who exactly is parting the sea or the soup as it may be? Now I'm confident that we recognize such powers to move waters and to clear a path are not human in nature. But as the story goes, I affirm all too often, many of us forget that God is in control of our lives, of our destiny. And while we acknowledge divine intervention in our lives, we habitually attempt to manage our own intentions, absence of God. We see examples of this time and time again in the Bible. And if we take an honest look, I suspect we might find many instances of this in our own lives. One minute we cry out to God for help And the next, we muscle our way through the daily grind with little thought that perhaps, just perhaps, we should consider how God may be fitting into our plan that he has crafted instead of simply us walking through our plan. Now, such was the case with the Israelites. Little did they understand that the exodus was not just a matter of leaving the tyranny of Pharaoh in Egypt, but rather something much larger. And as we see in the story, in one moment, their faith in God may have been strong, yet in the very next moment, they were calling into question God's motives. They said spitefully to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Now Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. 
the Egyptians will, you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. How easy is it in a moment of crisis when we find ourselves at the dead end, trapped without contingencies, to cast blame or simply relinquish ourselves to some return to familiarity, even if we had prayed for an exodus of our very own sometime before. Just like the Israelites, we lose sight that God has a plan and is in control. Fear overcomes faith. Hope fades, and we forget that God is our refuge. God can make a way even when there is no way. God knows no dead ends. As Christians, I believe that we understand and embrace this, but at the same time, we juxtapose our way, our plan, alongside God's way and God's plan for us. We fail to realize that God's way for us, God's plan for us, might not really coincide with our own. Our expectations are misaligned with those of God, and often we simply forge our own way instead of, as Moses reminded us, to simply be still. That's a powerful yet difficult requisite. I often recite a portion of Psalm 46 verse 10 to myself as a prompt to what God is constantly trying to tell me. Be still and know that I am God. Our scripture passage from Exodus is a perfect example of how expectations can be misaligned and how easy it is to forget that God is in control. Consider that after the Passover, the Israelites were told by Pharaoh to leave Egypt. They had no inclination that Pharaoh would pursue them only to bring them back to Egypt and return them to slavery. So when the Israelites noticed Pharaoh and his army advancing on them, and that they were now trapped by the sea, a dead end, the concept of God's deliverance suddenly vanished. Furthermore, one could argue that when the Israelites cried out to the Lord, it was not as much of a cry for help, but rather a cry of entitlement. You see, the Israelites had experienced God's mighty acts in the plagues across the land as well as the Passover. They knew of God's work and expected to be saved. Perhaps they felt as if they were entitled to it after years of suffering. Yet their faith eluded them when they came to the dead end at the seashore. Instead of standing firm in their faith, the Israelites were ready and willing to return to their role as slaves in Egypt. God had promised to deliver the Israelites. Yet when confronted by the dead end, we hear them say, It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. How often do we relinquish ourselves to some sense of previous experience because we fear the unknown? How often do we simply take matters into our own hands because we fail to put our trust in the Lord? Is it a matter of a lack of faith that we do this? I believe that often it may be. We forget that God is our refuge We forget that God is indeed in control. It is important to understand, though, that our expectations may be different than what God has in store for us. There's usually more to the story than meets the eye. 
For the Israelites, in the immediate term, the exodus was a deliverance from the grasp of Egypt's oppression and slavery. In the longer term, the exodus was the establishment of Israel's existence as a people of God and as an example of what yet was to come. Exodus was termed as a paradigm of salvation. God led the Israelites from what would be certain death at the hand of Pharaoh to a new life on the other side of the Red Sea. Remember what happened when Moses stretched out his hand over the sea? All that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. If we take this theme into the New Testament, perhaps we can imagine how Jesus provides a saving path for us. From the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 24, Jesus instructs us, Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. While Jesus was not necessarily referring to the Exodus, we can certainly associate this image with the paradigm of salvation. This premise of crossing over from death to life is as foundational in our faith as Christians as it was for the Israelites crossing through the Red Sea. So when we are weak in faith, just as the Israelites were at the seashore, it becomes easy to find ourselves on a dead-end path. Biblical scholar and author Peter Enns writes, The meaning of the exodus for Christians today is to be understood in the light of our relationship to Christ, the new Moses. It is a story of salvation in Christ, for this is how the New Testament writers have already claimed this theme for us. Enns goes on to explain, The significance of the exodus for us is not found in what we do with it, but in what God has done for us already. Let me offer this caution, however. There should be no expectation that since God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt, that God would deliver us from our own life challenges. To make such a comparison that God will always save the oppressed is not reasonable. The Exodus is God's story for the Israelites, just as God has a story for each And every one of us, God has a plan for you and for me. God is our refuge. God is in control. Again, a word of caution. Simply accepting that God is in control and having impassioned faith in God does not mean that our lives will be easy, that our minds and our bodies will be healed, that there will be no grieving or suffering. We will always experience some pathways with dead ends. But just as God parted the Red Sea for the Israelites, the path from certain death to new life, God has provided us the ultimate clear path to eternal salvation through the saving death of his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, for many of us, we find great comfort in knowing of our salvation through our steadfast steadfast faith in Christ Jesus. Yet we continue to be challenged by the day-to-day dead-end pathways that test our patience, our resilience, and even our faith. 
These dead ends can take the form of obstacles in our career paths, relationship issues, health matters, cascading events that seem never-ending, and the list goes on. Do you ever ask yourself questions like, why didn't I get that job or that promotion? Or will the pain ever subside? Or will my life ever get better? Often we take it upon ourselves to blame others or try to work harder or even self-medicate. Simply speaking, we want to be in control of ourselves. We want our plan for our lives to work out. And then God says, Be still and know that I am God. Moses affirms, The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And the psalmist soothes us with, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Remember, our expectations may not always align with God's plan for us. When we try to mesh timelines, when we sense our prayers go unanswered, when we feel alone and endangered, know that God hears our cries just as he heard those of the Israelites. When we find ourselves at the dead end, when we feel that God God is absent in our lives, we can be reminded of this from the book of Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So, my friends, as difficult as it sometimes may be, hold firm and be still, for the Lord will fight for you. Know that God is always with you. Know that God is always in control. Know that God is glorified in our faith. Know that our faith will help us overcome life's dead ends. It may not seem that way at any given moment, but in due time, God will deliver us just as he kept his promise to deliver the Israelites, the paradigm of salvation. Our deliverance is sealed by our faith in the saving grace of Jesus Christ this day and forevermore. Amen.